Hello and welcome to the Battle Cry podcast with Mark Meckler. Catch the original live broadcast Sunday nights at 8pm Eastern on Convention of States Facebook and Convention of States Project on YouTube. Go to conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's the Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. Good evening, welcome to the Sunday Night Battle Cry. I'm your host, Mark Meckler, and I'm glad to be with you. You know, it seems like I can't make it on a lot of Sundays recently, and I miss it, honestly, when I'm not with you guys. And I miss it because so much happens every week, and I'm looking back at the week that just happened. A lot happened. I, I have a desire to talk about this stuff with you guys and get your input. I got to tell you, one of the most important things that we do on the Battle Cry every single week is your comments come in. And Producer G, he sorts through your comments. He grabs the best ones according to his perspective. By the way, so if I didn't answer your questions, you can blame Producer G. He grabs your best comments, your best questions. He feeds them to me for the end of the program. That's my favorite part of the program. It really is. I, I know a lot of people say that. I like it because I try to be a reflection of what you think, what you say, and what you do. You know, I was with a bunch of activists this week, as I am so many weeks, and Somebody was talking to me about being on TV, and I said, look, all I want to do when I'm on TV is reflect you. That's really my goal when I go on TV. People ask me, what do you think about so-and-so, Mark? And what I'm thinking in my head is, what have I been hearing from you? Because my, it's my honor, it's my privilege, hopefully, to try to do what you would do if you were sitting in that chair, if you were on that radio interview, if you're on that television interview. What would you say if you had that opportunity and obviously, I mean the collective you. And so what I'm trying to do is just listen to you guys all the time and then reflect that. You know, I'm not smarter than you, certainly not better looking than you. I just have the privilege of speaking in the media. I've been blessed with that. And I consider it kind of a sacred trust that you guys tell me what you care about, what you're thinking, uh, what you would like to say into the media if the media were listening to you, and then to do that. So your comments here, your questions here, producer G feeds them to me. It goes in here and it sticks. And so when I'm out there in the media, I'm thinking about you guys, what you would say, what you would want me to say if you were kind of in charge of that. So it's just important to me. And I want you to know when we come to that part of the program, I really want your input. And really, I want a lot of your questions too. That's super helpful to me. Also on our Facebook page, if you guys are going to facebook.com forward slash convention in a state, your comments there, we review them, we watch them, we look at them. Obviously, there's thousands of them. We can't sort all of them and know all of them, but we're looking for trends. We want to know what's important to you. We pay attention to that, and we try to reflect that in the media. I am every single week getting lots of comments about the hats, the Hell No Joe hat. I have a shirt like this as well. This, uh, I will not comply with the will of tyrants. Maybe my favorite shirt. I love the Defiant one. I love the Hell No Joe. I traveled this week again, as I do every week, Went through the airports, no mask on. Let me repeat that. In the airport, no mask on. Never, ever, no mask in the airport, ever. Right? Sometimes I wear them on the airplane because I get required to. And I always say, don't be a sheep, be and don't, but don't be a jerk, right? So don't just go along because they tell you they have to because their rules are stupid and ridiculous. As we're going to hear here shortly, the world is starting to react to this. But don't be a jerk. Don't give the stewardesses a hard time. Don't give your waitress a hard time. These people are required to do the things they're doing. It's unfortunate, but they have to do them as a matter of their job. But don't be a sheep. I'm still right now, maybe now I'll see one other person in, in an entire airport not wearing a mask. I always give them a thumbs up, congratulate them. 
I talk to people. People come up, they talk to me because I'm wearing this shirt or the Defiant shirt or the one that gets the most attention, this hat and the Hell No Joe shirt. People come up and say, great hat. I know I'm talking to a like-minded person when they say that. And I always tell them, you know, you can take the mask off. And they look confused. And I say, seriously, I do it all the time. I travel over 200,000, 250,000 miles a year through the airports. I don't wear a mask. And some of them will actually take their mask off. Some still won't. They're too scared. But if you go through the airports, don't wear your masks. People are starting to react to this stuff. And this is incredible. In my opinion, it's super important. People are saying we've had enough of being sheep. We're going to stand up. We're going to do the right thing. We're going to be the guardians of sanity, the guardians of our society, the guardians of prosperity, meaning we're going to be sheepdogs. That's our theme for this week. Don't be a sheep. Be a sheepdog. Be a protector of the herd. Be vigilant. Be watchful. Wear your gear. Go to conventionofstates.com forward slash store. Buy your Hell No Joe hat. Buy your I Will Not Comply With The Will Of Tyrants hats. Go out there and be an example, be a sheepdog. And this is happening all over the country right now. Sanity is breaking out all over, not just the country, but the world. Like So protests, you won't read much about this in the United States. They don't want you to know about this. Protests now breaking out all over the world, literally thousands upon thousands, some places, hundreds of thousands of people in Australia, in Sydney, Australia, huge protests turned violent. Police shut them down, attacking people. Prime Minister spoke out against it. Uh, the governor, whatever the, the title is of New South Wales, which is the largest province in Australia, spoke out against it. And basically sounding like a bunch of elitist a-holes, really. Like it's calling these, calling the people who are protesting against the lockdowns halfwits. By the way, in Australia, these people have been locked in their homes. They're not allowed to go 10, more than 10 miles away from their homes. They're not allowed to go out unless they're essential. Same thing that we had here for a while. Really bad stuff, Right. They're not allowed to go out and exercise in groups bigger than two. This is just insanity. And they are reacting. And it got violent in Sydney. In Sydney, Good for y'all for going out there and standing up to tyranny. Same thing going on, by the way, in Ireland, in Belfast, in Dublin. These are countries we traditionally think of as liberal. People are sick and tired of it. Going on in turn, Italy, in Paris, France, in London, in Manchester, England. And by the way, here in the U.S., in Detroit and in Grand Rapids, Michigan, people are protesting. Now, here's a lot of what they're protesting against. Hallelujah. Vaccine passports. They're saying you're going to need your vaccine passport if you're going to go into a nightclub, if you're going to go into a restaurant, if you're going to go into any government locations. I mean, it's really outrageous, dehumanizing, horrible stuff. And people are saying, hell no. They're saying that they're going to force healthcare workers to get the vaccine. Force healthcare workers, not advise it, not hope for it, not ask for it, for. So now what's going on, and this is what the left always does. Leftism always leads to totalitarianism. It always leads to total control. So here's what they do. They'll tell you, oh, there's a vaccine. You should get the vaccine. You know what happens? Some people don't want to get the vaccine. Some people are making rational decisions. They're saying, hey, I'm 21 years old. I'm healthy. I've watched friends get COVID. It's not that bad. Vaccine, not fully tested. We've got some concerns about it. I don't want to have the vaccine. And then what the government says and the elitists say is, wait a minute, we told you you should, and you're not. And so we have to do something about that. So we're going to remove privileges from you, right? And then it's, we're going to make you carry a passport. And then it's, we're going to force you to take the vaccine. And ultimately, this is where it's going. I'm, I promise you what they will do ultimately is they will say people who don't take the vaccine have to be in prison. It might be under house arrest. It might be actual confinement. But this is fascism on the march. This is totalitarianism on the march. These elitists, they love the control. 
They get off on controlling you, on telling you what to do. They're full of crap. I'm just going to say it bluntly. It's very clear they haven't known what they're doing all along. They change their story. They change their advice. They openly lie to us. Like Fauci has admitted, right, that he lied to us. Seems like he's now lied about uh, gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab, which he authorized funding for. These people are scum. I'm going to say it straight. They hate you. They hate people like us that think for ourselves. They just can't imagine that you wouldn't just do what they tell you to do. And so protests breaking out all over the world, you should support that. If it comes to a town near you, organize it, support it, be part of it. I would support it here. Like there's no way we're doing vaccine passports. That's outrageous. It's time to be done with this crap. It's time to be done with it in the airports. When I walk through the airports, I think, man, if 50% of us in this airport just all took our masks off at once, and got on the airplanes, what what would they do? They're gonna throw all of us off the airplanes? And so we need to just really start to press in on this. We gotta be sheep, are not sheep, sheepdogs, right? We gotta guard the herd, guard the flock, be vigilant for our liberties. We don't just go along. Mark Meckler is fighting every day to call the first ever Article 5 Convention of States to drain the swamp once and for all. Join Mark and millions of other Americans by signing the official petition at conventionofstates.com slash pod. And now back to the show. Speaking of going along, I, I think this is hilarious. White liberals are driving all, all of this stuff around BLM and all this stuff. It's white liberals that have guilt, right? And they're progressives, they're liberals, they're generally well off. And they're driving this narrative of defund the police. They want to shut down police departments. Now, here's what's interesting. Most of these white liberals, these white progressives, they're pretty well off and they live in nice areas. They don't need much police protection, right? There aren't regular shootings. There aren't drug deals going on in the corners in their neighborhoods. There aren't gangs taking over their neighborhoods. And so they're really shocked right now to learn that black and Latino voters in inner cities don't support their defund the police garbage. This is why Eric Adams, who was a police officer who talked about taking care of protecting black and brown babies in inner city neighborhoods. This is why he's going to be New York's next mayor. It's, it's no joke. He's going to win because he ran in a pro police, more police protect our neighborhoods enforcement program, right? He, he beat back all these white liberals because he understands reality. There's people in the inner cities, you know what? Here's what I think about them. I respect them and I think they're smart and I think they're self-governing people and I think they're rational and when they got a lot of crime, you know what they want? More police. Unbelievable, shocking to these white liberals. Not to you and me, because we understand that people are rational. They're rational in the inner cities, just like they're rational everywhere else. Generally speaking, people are rational, except of course, white progressive liberals. And also to be fair, Liberals of color, for lack of a better term, black liberals, Latino liberals, they're insane. They're nuts. No police. That is crazy. And by the way, you know, this is Eric Adams going to be the next mayor of New York, a former police officer, pro-police, more policing. But this is not just New York. This is going on all over the country, by the way. In Detroit, you'll love these numbers. There's just a poll that came out by an overwhelming margin, nine to one. That's overwhelming. It's outrageous. People say they want more cops on the street, not fewer cops. Nine to one, defund the police by three to one margin. Three to one, this is a huge, overwhelming, super majority of people say they don't want to defund the police. They, they hate the idea of defunding the police. This is in Detroit. 
by the way, America's perhaps America's most dangerous city, killing records, murder records, it seems like every single weekend. Like the left is insane. And I'm going to say it straight up. I've been saying this every week. I'm going to say it boldly. I'm going to say it bluntly because it's the truth. The Democratic Party is racist. If you're a Democrat, if you belong to the Democratic Party, you should be ashamed of yourself unless you're a racist. If you're a racist, that's the party for you. The Democratic Party is the party of racism. It is true historically. The Democratic Party was the party of slavery. They were the party of the Civil War to protect slavery, the institution of slavery. Post-Civil War, they were the party of Jim Crow laws. This is important for us to remember our history. World War II, they were the party of Japanese internment, putting people in prison based on their race. That is the Democratic Party. Woodrow Wilson, perhaps the quote-unquote greatest progressive president of all times, was a devout outward open racist. He showed Birth of a Nation as the first movie ever shown in the White House. It's a movie celebrating the Ku Klux Klan. He was a racist. So systemic racism, let's talk about systemic racism. That's the Democratic Party. It is systemically racist. It's always been racist. The racism has never stopped. Who do you think filibustered the 1964 Civil Rights Act? Democratic Party. Democrats filibustered it in the longest filibuster in American history. I believe that was 74 days. Democrats, Republicans pushed it forward. LBJ, they call Lyndon Baines Johnson the uh, civil rights president. He was a freaking racist. This is not a secret. He was a racist. He said all kinds of horrible racist things. He used the N-word regularly. He hated people of color. He was a racist, right? He's a Democrat. The Democrats have always been racist. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a eugenicist. She founded Planned Parenthood. A big part of the reason was to keep the black race from propagating. Right? She didn't want them breeding, quote unquote. She was a eugenicist racist. She wanted to kill black babies. This is systemic institutionalized racism. Where is it? It's in the Democratic Party. It's always been in the Democratic Party. This has never gone away. It's never left the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is racist. They are the racist party in America. Today, what do they want to do? Martin Luther King, by the way, Jr., was a what? A Republican. That's right. And a pastor, the Reverend Martin Luther King, he was a Republican. And he said this, that he had a dream that his children would be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. And today, here's what the left says, the progressives say, the Democrat Party say. The content of your character is determined by the color of your skin. The exact opposite of Martin Luther King. They are promoting party-sponsored racism. They are racist. If you're a member of the Democratic Party and you're not a racist, you have to leave. Your party openly professes racism. They support state-sponsored racism. They want the schools teaching children to be racist. That's what they want. They want children divided by race. They want to teach them by race. They want to separate them by race. They call it critical race theory. It's just racism. Martin Luther King would be horrified. Republicans, conservatives support the dream of Martin Luther King. Don't judge people by their race. Judge people by the content of their character. Not Democrats. Democrats are straight up racist. That's just where we're at today. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it is today. And I think what you have to say is if you believe that you need to get rid of systemically racist institutions, the most 
systemically racist institution in the entire history of the United States of America is the Democrat Party. It's true. And today they openly accept anti-Semitism, another form of racism. Ilhan Omar, an anti-Semite, a bigot. Rashid, Rashida Tlaib, an open anti-Semite, a bigot. Uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez going along with the bigots. These are bigot racists inside the Democratic Party, and they are loved and supported, and they are actually driving the Democrat Party. They are racists. Right, so I'm going to say that over and over and over again. It's going to be controversial. People are going to get mad at me. People are going to quote me out of context. To be very clear, I just want to be very clear. If you're a Democrat, if you're a member of the Democrat Party, and you identify with the Democratic Party right now, you should be ashamed of yourself unless you're a racist. So if you're a racist, that's the home for you. Welcome to the Democrat Party. You should say, you should wear a shirt. You should say, I'm a member of the Democrat Party. That means I'm a racist. We, we should make those shirts. We should give them out to Democrats. All right, let's talk about something that's fun and not so serious. We took our entire national team last week and we went to the Colorado Rockies. And we don't get together very often because we're all over the country. We don't have a corporate headquarters. We don't believe in spending money on that kind of overhead. Our people in the field doing the work, but we hadn't been together for almost two years. So we went to the Rockies. We have a friend and supporter of Convention of States that literally because they believe in the mission, they own a dude ranch out there, they just donated this to us. This chance for us to get our team together, we got together, we talked about a lot of the things facing COS, how to move forward, how to grow bigger, how to support you better. It's absolutely incredible. For me, I got to ride horses four days in a row. Like for me, what could be better than that? I love being on horseback, so peaceful. Man, I'll tell you, when I get off the back of a horse, um, it's like I've been meditating for four hours, right? Or three hours, whatever the ride is. I'm just so relaxed. I love the rhythm of the horse. I love the sound of the horse, the smell of the horse. I love being in the outdoors and the Rockies are spectacularly beautiful. But the best thing is being with my convention estates family. We really loved it. We did some fly fishing. Uh, we did some cowboy uh, speed shooting, knife throwing, hatchet throwing. We had a great time. It was really cool. So uh, look for pictures from that and stuff on the web. Uh, maybe on Facebook. I don't know where they're posting them, but we had a great time. Wish you could have all been there with us. In the last week, just in the last couple of days, I've been at Freedom Fest in uh, South Dakota. It was held in Rapid City, South Dakota. Governor Kristi Noem, no mask mandates, none of that garbage. So Freedom Fest went to South Dakota this year, Rapid City. I was there. I spoke twice. I spoke on the main stage one night, and then I did a breakout session yesterday. And I got to tell you, the breakout session got wild yesterday. It was so fun. Here's why I loved it. First of all, thank you to the COS activists who were there. Really, absolutely incredible. Uh, Velva and Harv were there. There are some of the state leaders there uh, and they were there running the booth. We had a bunch of activists in the booth. Great response to the booth. But when we got on stage for our breakout session, as I was walking into the auditorium, there were a couple of these John Birch Society losers, you know, the guys that I'm talking about, the freaks, the losers, the people who are now apparently aligned with the radical left who take the same position as Soros, as Planned Parenthood, as MoveOn.org, as Daily Cause, as every leftist group in America. They are aligned with them. I want to be really clear. I always want to be clear. I'm not saying they're working hand in hand with them. Like, I don't have any evidence that they're actually working together. They just have all the same positions in regard to Convention of States that all these radical leftist, communist, Marxist groups have. Same talking points, exactly, all right? So I wanna be really clear about that because I get accused of saying they're working with uh, George Soros. I don't know that. 
they just use the same talking points. I don't coincidence, whatever. I have no idea, but they certainly have all the same talking points. And certainly in the state legislatures, the radical left is completely aligned. And they say the John Birch Society is a friend. So I see a couple of these freaks outside the auditorium. One of them hands me a card saying, Oh, you might want to take this on your way in. So I walk in, I start to read it. I realize it's John Birch Society madness about COS is full of lies and deceit. So I walk back out and I said, Hey, by the way, the people who are having you hand these out, you know, they're aligned with Marxists and with Planned Parenthood and with moveon.org and daily. I don't know about you, but like people around here don't like Marxists very much. You might want to take this and you, you might not want to be here. It's kind of embarrassing for you. And you might want to wonder why you're associated with them. And I just walked back in. She looks so confused. I don't think she knew who I was. I went out, I went on stage and I went directly after the John Birch Society. And I said, I called them what they are. They're cowards. That, that's what the John Birch Society is at best. You know, John Birch Society, this should be their slogan. Doing the same thing for over 60 years and accomplishing exactly nothing. The John Birch Society, who said Eisenhower was an actual communist plant. The John Birch Society, who said that Ronald Reagan was a lackey for the communists. The John Birch Society, lunatics and crazy people, honestly. Because anybody who said that Ronald Reagan was a lackey for the communists or anybody who said that Eisenhower was a con, these are, that's crazy. Right. I mean, that's just nuts. I'm not, this is not a judgment call on my part. These are just facts. And so at, when I was done speaking, when I was done saying these things that are just truths, I invited anybody who was opposed to them. And there were a few of them. I would say there were maybe three or four of them in the audience of hundreds. I mean, that's how they always are. There's 12 of them in the entire country, I think. Anyway, they stood up and they attacked and they came after me and they accused me of smearing them. And I asked them, what was a smear? And of course, they couldn't name it because these are just facts. These are just statements of truth. They couldn't say, they, they accused me of saying that they work with George Soros. Yet I had said exactly what I say here. I'm not saying they work with Soros. I'm just saying they have the exact same position as Soros and Planned Parenthood and Code Pink on the COS issue. Anyway, we had a blast. It was fun. It was confrontational. I like that kind of stuff. We decimated them in front of a large audience. I'm sure they slunk out of the auditorium with their tail between their legs. That's how you guys should treat these folks when you see them anywhere. Don't take them seriously. No quarter for these guys. At this point, they either know and are working with them or they don't know and they're just useful idiots. That's just kind of where I'm at. All right, in the coming week in COS, one of the things I'm going to be intensely focused on is what's going on in North Carolina. We're working on moving forward in the Senate there. If you're from North Carolina, if you know anybody from North Carolina, call your North Carolina senator. Get them to call their North Carolina senator. Tell them it's time to vote on COS. It's time to pass COS. The House did it overwhelmingly, and now it's kind of languishing in the Senate. And I think we need to push these guys. We need to push them really hard. So that's going to be my focus. And then I would say the other thing that's my focus my best friend, Mike Ruthenberg, who is our chief operating officer. We've been friends for over 40 years. His middle son, Grant, is getting married to his sweetheart, Sarah, this coming weekend in San Diego. So, Mike, God bless you, my friend. Best wishes to you, me, Patty, our kids. We're all going to be there to celebrate with you. So if I seem a little absent this coming weekend, that's because we're going to be celebrating one of the most blessed things that humans can do is the marital vows of marriage between a man and woman who love each other. They're going to go before the eyes of God and all their friends and all these witnesses and profess that love. And they're going to get married. It's going to be an incredible weekend. So that's where I'm going to be next weekend. Uh, with that, what we're going to do is we're going to go to Q&A. So I know Producer G's got some good Q&A for me. So I'm going to scroll over here. Uh, George Geisel says, how did they, they program the medical profession? Not sure exactly what you mean by that. Meaning, 
How did they get the medical profession to go along with this? Probably what they did is if you look at what they're teaching in medical schools, this is what the radical left has done. They've gone through all of our educational institutions, medical started in law schools, by the way, law schools, undergrad, medical schools, psychology, psychiatry, ed schools of education, all of them, they programmed the schools. So they got into the teachers first, into academia, got the academia teaching this madness. And this is why you have medical professionals saying that men can be women, women can be men, and both are neither, and both are both. I mean, it's insanity. It's saying there are 57 genders. It's craziness, but that's what they did. They got in there, and they also are using pressure, right? So if you don't believe this stuff, you can't really say that stuff. You actually can't get into medical school if you say that stuff. You can't get into law school if you object to that kind of stuff. So, all right, uh, Max Barron wants to know, how does Convention of States work? Here's how it works. Really simple. Article 5 of the Constitution says takes 34 states to call a convention. You got to have the same subject matter. In our case, three subjects. Uh, the convention will be about anything that would impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, like a balanced budget amendment, limitations on taxation and spending, imposing generally accepted accounting principles. Number two, anything that would impose term limits on federal officials. That would include bureaucrats and staffers. Uh, number three, anything that would impose scope and jurisdiction restrictions on the federal government, like telling them they can't be involved in education, energy, healthcare, the environment, Etc. Those are the things we can talk about when 34 states agree that we're going to have a convention on that. Right now it's 15 states. When we get to 34, there'll be a convention. They will propose amendments. Those amendments will just be suggestions and then they have to be ratified by 38 states. And if you want to know more, go to conventionofstates.com. All the details are there. Really simple. Uh, Carol Petrusowitz says, is there anything we can do to stop Pelosi from putting CCP offices in Florida and California? And the answer is, uh, look, the states have to resist. Florida will resist, California will resist, because California is already an arm of the Communist Chinese Party. Uh, let's see, Francesca Norton says, Mark, what do you think about widespread audits for the election? I think there should be. I think we should push for it. I think all of you in Convention of States should be pushing for audits of the election everywhere. And I want to be really clear what I'm saying. I am saying that I am suspicious and I want to know. I want to know that my vote counts equally with everybody else's vote. I want to know that your votes counted. I want to know that only legal votes are counted. I think the only way we can know that and be sure about it are audits. Uh, Mark White says, any plans for CS to take on new goals or a new mission? And the answer is, Mark, I've been talking about this for the last few weeks. I apologize. It hasn't launched yet, but we're close. We are going to do everyschoolboard.com. I'm waiting for a draft of the website tonight, and we're going to be promoting you guys go out, take over your school boards. We're going to show you how to find your school board, how to testify at your school board, how to do public records requests of your school boards how to run for school board, how to take over your school board, and what is good school board policy. We're going to help you with that. We're working with a whole bunch of other groups all over the country. We're going to coalesce around this agenda, and we are going to fight this insanity, the state-sponsored racism in our schools. They call it critical race theory. I don't call it that. It is just straight up racism sponsored by the states. We're not going to allow it anymore. All right, we're going to close with this, and this is super important. I'm giving you a mission this week. Your mission is, you've heard me say this a couple of times, don't be a sheep, be a sheep dog. And I want to be really clear what I mean by that. Like a sheep just goes along, right? The shepherd moves the sheep along and the sheep go wherever the shepherd says, right? And they're very unaware and they can't take care of themselves and they are prey animals. They're not predator animals. They're not protector animals. They are prey animals. And I'm telling you, don't be a sheep. And that means just because the government says it, don't do it. Just because there's societal pressure to do it, don't do it. Only do it if you're doing it out of your own awareness. 
if your spider sense is up, if you're paying attention to what's going on inside, if you think it's something is right and good and correct, then you do it. Otherwise, don't do it. Be a sheepdog. And being a sheepdog is more than just watching out for yourself. Being a sheepdog means you watch out for the flock. You watch out for your family. You watch out for your community. Watch out for your state and your country. That's what sheepdogs do. Sheepdogs are always on the alert. They're paying attention. They're watching out for the wolf. They're watching out for the coyotes, the predators, right? And what are they willing to do when they see that stuff? They don't stand for it. They go in and they attack. And I, I've told you before in previous weeks, what I want you to do is take a stand. You're going to stand up or stand down. A sheepdog never stands down in front of a predator. A sheepdog will put its own life on the line to protect the flock. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Be a sheepdog. Be a protector. Be alert. Be aware. And that means doing things that are uncomfortable. When your kids, maybe grown kids or high school kids or college kids tell you some, some of the CRT, the state-sponsored racism madness, or they talk systemic racism, or they tell you men can be women and women can be men, or they tell you Republicans are racist, you got to have that fight. It's uncomfortable. They might not like you. They might be mad at you, but you have to have that fight. You have to intervene. You have to be a sheepdog. When you hear it at church, you have to say no. You have to go to your pastor and say, don't say those woke things from the pulpit. We're not going to tolerate it. We're going to get an uprising going in the church or we're going to leave the church, right? You have to lead this stuff. And one of the things that really frustrates me is people are looking for other people to lead. The sheepdog never looks for other sheepdogs to fend off the attack. The sheepdog goes in first, right? And so I'm asking you, I'm not begging you. I'm not pleading you because I don't need to do that. I'm just laying it on the line. You're going to stand up or you're going to stand down. And you're going to look back and we're going to, if we lose the country, you're going to feel bad if you didn't do what I'm telling you to do. What I'm asking you, I can't tell you, I'm just asking you to do this. Just go out and be bold and be brave and be a sheepdog. Don't be a sheep. Critically important. That's your thing to do this week. Next week, I'd love some stories from you guys. I'd love to see some comments where you say, hey, last week, my kid said this and I said, no way. My kid's teacher said that and I said, that's outrageous. I heard the school board was doing this and I went and testified. At my church, they tried to say some madness things and I stepped in and I was the person who stood up in my small group and said something. Be a sheepdog. Don't be a sheep. Stand up. Don't stand down. I promise you, I'll stand with you. This has been the podcast version of The Battle Cry with Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler. Originally aired as a live video broadcast on Convention of States Facebook and Convention of States on YouTube. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod and become part of the solution that's as big as the problem. Thank you for listening.